Hello there. Rancho Obi-Wan, the Guinness World Records certified largest Star Wars memorabilia collection. Located in Petaluma, California, featuring the collection of super collector, author, and Star Wars fan ambassador Steve Sansweet. The most powerful Jedi ever. Visit RanchoObiWan.org and subscribe to the Rancho Obi-Wan Virtual Museum. A fun, authentic fan experience. Featuring rare photos, videos, Steve Sansweet Q&As, virtual tours of the museum, exclusive behind the seen stories and information and so much more plus your subscription helps ensure the future of the museum it's the rancho obi-wan virtual museum subscribe now at ranchoobi-wan.org get tons of cool perks information and history of star wars collecting from the man who knows it best steve sansui while contributing to the preservation of the world's largest star wars memorabilia collection ranchoobi-wan.org <laughs> This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Somniac confirmed um, that Miles Morales is not an expansion and okay. it is a standalone game. Okay. Cool. But it is not a full on sequel. So that's where the confusion gets in. Ah. Okay. They're doing but, the DC thing. It, it's another movie. It's not a sequel or a prequel or a, it's just a, another thing. Is that basically the deal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. See how that's an issue. It's just it's just mm. to clarify that that's what uh That's what it is. Since we're discussing topics. Are we recording? Yep. Hello and welcome everybody to the Science Fictionary Podcast, the podcast brought to you by the sciencefictionary.com where we discuss all things in the world of sci fi, fantasy action, adventure, and superheroes in the world of pop culture. I am Daniel, and joining me tonight are Marisha. Hello. Andrew. What's going on? And David. Hey, everyone. All right, everybody. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into things. Uh, And we always start with what are we watching. And actually, I'm going to start this one this week because I have have more than one. I did actually – uh, we talked about Artemis Fowl last time we recorded. Uh-huh. I did. I did actually watch it. And so, is it as bad as everyone says? Uh, forty-five minutes of my life, I will never get back. <laughs> That's as far as it's you made it. It's only forty-five minutes long, or is, are you <laughs> turn it off. All I can say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not that it's so bad. It's just really forgettable. Like. Uh, so at one point, the whole the whole set of this movie is the fairies and the leprechauns and all the little mythical creatures kidnap his father, right? Okay. And they want him to find this ancient artifact that they think his father has stolen. Okay. So Artemis's father gets kidnapped. He gets a phone call, and the bad guy tells him, "He wants your father back. I need." Such and such. I don't even remember the name of the damn thing. 
bring us such and such by a certain time. Okay. So his bodyguard slash butler, whose name happens to be Butler, and that is actually that is actually book correct. So okay. whatever. The guy's last name is Butler. All right. So Butler says, Well, if your father has this thing, I think we know where we can find it. And he opens this secret room that Artemis never knew was there. Artemis foul boy genius never knew was there in this house during his whole life. So anyway, we go downstairs and he finds these. He said, I found my father's journal. And he goes looking through the journal. He says, he says he found such and such. And Butler goes, that's what they said. That's the thing they said you had to bring them. And I said, they just told us that two minutes ago. <laughs> so, so it does get a little dumb. But then mostly it's just forgettable. Like I literally kind of got distracted, got up, did laundry, went outside, got on the lawn mower for a little while. Came back in the house, walked through the room, and go, "Oh shit, that's still on TV!" Like I <laughs> forgot that was even there. So it's just, yeah, it's just mostly forgettable, and it's, it's like it's not just, like 130 million dollars worth of good, huh? No, not at all. Which brings me to a couple of the other things I've watched this week. I, I watched Bloodshot. Y'all remember when Bloodshot came out? Uh-huh. Ben Diesel mm-hmm. was only in theaters for a week before theaters got shut down, so it didn't get to finish its theatrical run like a lot of things. Right. right. That's a really good movie. Really? This is a movie. It, it is. This is a movie with a, like a $30 million budget, I think, and completely hits its mark. Now, we always talk about, like Mar- with Marvel films, we do this all the time, like Civil War is not a direct adaptation of the comic book storyline it's based off of, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and Civil War definitely isn't. It, it's just... We don't care that you get the actual stories you say you're adapting correct. That's not necessary as long as you're getting the spirit of the character correct. And this movie does that. Good. Bloodshot, it's, it is. It is a really good, like, late late 80s, early 90s sci-fi type of action flick, right? Uh-huh. Which is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, you know, the, the comic book character was created in the early 90s. It's, it's, it's that type of character, but it, it works. Mm-hmm. And that one gets that gets a big thumbs up. I, I liked Bloodshot a lot. And then you go spend one hundred thirty million dollars on Artemis File, completely missed the mark. And you don't have to get all the details correct because I've also been watching like Avatar this week. Since Avatar, the mm-hmm. Last Airbender hit Netflix has gotten a big resurgence, right? Yeah, yeah. We've been and watching some of that. Other- that's another movie like me and Everton out the other day. It follows, even the movie still follows the basic plot of the source material. It doesn't hit all the details, but that would have been fine if you could have actually captured the spirit of the story. And that's where Avatar misses Mark. Mm-hmm. The special effects in that movie are really good, right? Like, I love the, the, the scene with the Earthbenders. But they just did not get the charm of that show at all. Well, it's one of those things you see this a lot in fantasy and sci-fi where you have, you have, have directors or writers or whoever it is that that's their vision. And it seems like a lot of times they either get the, the effects right or the story right. And you really need them both. But like, if you're going to get one right, get the story right. Like, air on the side of the story. I actually kind of disagree. Like I just said, I don't care if you get story and the plot points right as long as you've got this 
spirit of you the have to get the feeling right. right but are you gonna get that feeling from the story or are you gonna get that story that feeling from the effects oh uh, not the effects you're gonna get that feeling from the characters right but that's still that's, story that's, that's the about. writing yeah like there's nothing about bloodshot that has anything to do with i mean it does it's it's the high points of the story but every other character in that movie besides bloodshot is actually an original character hmm. but it's the right characterization you know this that's where that's like that's why like captain america works it's why iron man works iron man works because robert downey jr is tony stark yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. they Absolutely. got the character right. right nothing in those movies is a direct adaptation of any of the stories that we've seen before i think you're right i mean thing is i never watched um avatar when i was you know when when it came out the first thing I had seen was the movie. And I was like, I mean, I don't know why everybody hates this movie so much. It's fine. It's a fine movie. You know, it's not like the greatest movie ever. But, I mean, it's whatever. It's a fine movie. But um, uh, but people who are real fans of the show were not fans of the movie. Um, and so that's an interesting study. And something can be a perfectly decent movie in itself but if it right. does not another version of it that's right. superior if it does not um hold up the exp if, if it doesn't play to the expectations that people have of it going in it's never going to do anything well while avatar is on netflix they have the opportunity to watch the original series we've been watching it with the kids yep. yeah oh, it's, it's so it's so good mm -hmm. yeah I can't wait for the five sequels to come out. The five uh, sequels? Get it? <laughs> no. But I'm kidding. That's that's what I've been watching though. Artemis Fowl, thumbs down, Bloodshot, thumbs up. Avatar the Last Airbender, the Nickelodeon series, always gets a thumb up. Uh, so I don't what I don't know. What have you guys been watching? What's what's new? I've been watching a lot of weird old sci-fi this week in preparation for our, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll your Twitter feed. Yeah, I'll watch that conversation. I've been watching That's some. What you're talking about? Well, yeah, I've been watching. Now, turns out well, no, classic. No, no, no spoilers, but go ahead. Turns out classic Doctor Who is not available for free anywhere, in case anyone was so, wondering. So what? What were because I know there were some things you watched that didn't make it to your your list that we're going to talk about later. Um, so what, okay, what were so, some of the stranger things that you ended up? Okay, so here, here's my caveat. Some of these things may make it into my conversation whenever you guys all take the things that I was going to talk about to start with. <laughs> but um, if anyone was wondering, Captain Video and the Video Rangers... Oh my God, I forgot about that show. ...is not... Is not quality cinema. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Captain Video. Uh, it may have run for over fifteen hundred episodes, but I don't understand why. Because it was the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew better. <laughs> well, we'll get into that a little bit because that's going to come up when we talk about one of these shows that our pillars of sci-fi. Yeah. Some of that stuff's going to come up because one of these shows that I know probably all four of us have on our list has a very, very, very interesting evolution. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Um, you know, 
I've Marisha's been deep diving into the the weird uh, sci-fi of the what 1940s, 50s, 50s, 60s, yeah, yeah. And um, honestly, I just haven't. I, I've kind of been doing my research for this for this episode, and I've been watching a few things. But honestly, I've been so deep in editing. And, and doing stuff for last, you know, the shows that went out this week, and definitely still want you to go check those out. We had the, the we started our Pillars of Sci-Fi series last week with episode seventeen and episode eighteen of our podcast, uh, talking about the pillars of sci-fi in the realm of literature, mm-hmm. and and there's also an article up on the sciencefictionary.com with helpful links with the entire list. Of everything we compiled, plus links to where you can find that stuff, including uh, some episodes from the Marvel Cosmic Universe. There's links there. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say all those comic links are to Comixology. You can at least go there and find them and figure out what they are. Um, and the other thing I found of interest that if you listen to that and are looking for some of those things and you use a Kindle, most of the books that we named in our list last week are available for 99 cents or less on Amazon for wow. the Kindle. And you don't even have to have a Kindle. You can just have a Kindle app on your Android or iOS that, That's true. And if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, that's the cool. entire Barsoom series was 99 cents on, on Kindle. And that is well worth it. Just a Princess of Mars. Mm-hmm. One of the best novels ever written. And some of this stuff actually is probably, I think the name of the app is Goodreads. Yeah. Yeah. Goodreads and probably has a lot of it. A lot of it for free, probably. Yeah. Well, a lot of it was free on on, um, on the Kindle as well. Of course, some of it is public domain. public domain stuff at this point. So I want to get into what I've been watching. But first of all, completely out of the blue, I just got an email from AMC Theaters. So this is some real news right now. Like literally 40 minutes ago, AMC is reopening 90% of their theaters. Wow. Um, on July 15th. Huh. And in the email, they mentioned that there have been a lot of rumors about whether or not AMC could open up again. But uh, apparently all those rumors were completely false. And AMC, according to this email, is doing great financially. Um, they could be lying through their teeth. I don't know. And they're going to open up with uh, Disney's Mulan uh, in theaters and Christopher Nolan's uh, Tenet. Yep. Oh, yeah, I want to see. Nolan has really been – he's – T- uh, Nolan's really been hardcore about you're opening my freaking movie when I planned on you to open my freaking movie. Like he's mm-hmm. he's been hardcore about getting Tenet to open on this date. So I'm so I'm a really little cool. I I kind of wonder why he's being so pushy about that particular date, but he has been very adamant yep. about that date. Uh-oh. That's cool. Of course, they're going to be doing a lot of different. Then they email they mention a lot of different safety stuff they got going on. But that's cool. AMC Theater's coming back, so that'll show up eventually in our what we're watching segment. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll all get to go see Mulan. Uh, as long as we're all staying safe and all of our viewers stay safe, that's what's important. Yeah. But it also would be pretty cool to see Mulan. Yeah, but, I'm uh, definitely excited about that. Yeah. I was just sulking but, about that the other day. How unhappy I was that I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, here you go. It's coming. There we go. Awesome. So, um, what I've been watching this past week is actually I've been rewatching Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, hmm. uh, the the animated shows. Um, they are. I, I have very fond memories. I have very specific memories of in the first 
my childhood home back in Natchez, uh, <laughs> sitting in my dad's bed whenever he probably wanted me to go to my own room, but I was sitting <laughs> in that bed because there was a bigger TV in his room and watching Death Justice figures. League every single night. <laughs> yep. Um, and I, I love that show, and I, I've gotten through all of Justice League, and I'm now on season one of Justice League Unlimited. Um, those shows are incredible and every time i watch them i think man man wouldn't it be great we got some a movie like this be cool if we got i knew that's where you were going you were just watching that animated series again so you could keep crapping on the movie you're dang right well honestly the reason i started watching it is because we're all just talking about Zack snyder's justice league and i was like Mm -hmm. and you know i hate those movies and so i was like man i want some good old-fashioned justice league and so i got myself the dc uh universe subscription just for just to watch just to watch the animated shows and just for the animated shows themselves it's Mm -hmm. it's worth that um that that subscription so i haven't kept up on all of this so is dc unlimited still going to continue being a thing even after they move all of their live action stuff off of it well, we don't know. That's okay. what we, that's what we were talking about last week. Like, we we it, technically speaking and officially, like, yes, it's still one hundred percent a thing. The speculation was just like, if they're taking it all away, are they then going to scrap that entire thing? Okay. Platform. Um, they haven't said whether or not they will, but yeah. I, I mean, as long as there's a place to watch the animated universe, because. I've watched. I mean, I like last summer. I rewatched all of Justice League. I think it, it was right before the app came out. It was still on Amazon to watch, mm-hmm. and I was using my ex's Amazon account, and she didn't know I still had it. And I was watching all the Justice League shows, um, all the Justice League animated shows. They're so good. Uh, if you're a fan of superheroes at all, if if, if they mean anything to you. You, you've got to watch Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Um, if you're a fan of Superman, if you're a fan of Batman, those are the, to me, those are the definitive versions of those characters. And, and yes, part of it is a nostalgia thing, but also watching it recently, I, I'm still able to look at it and go, every time something happens, I go, okay, that's Superman, that's Batman, that's The Flash, that's Wonder right. Woman, that's all the characters perfectly represented mm-hmm. and I, I love seeing it so many amazing episodes such great storytelling the show was 100 percent ahead of its time um back in like 2000 was when justice league came out i believe so long um, ago Jeez. yeah 20 years ago <laughs> and the you know what the animation looks amazing they they try to use cgi in there they throw in you know that was during that period of animation where they started using cgi but like just for a couple scenes here and there, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about, and it looks kind of weird. But other than that, I love the theme song. I listen to the theme song when I'm just driving. Like I just put on the, the like the, the epic intro song. Just on loop. Um, it's just on loop. Yeah, literally. Um, it's it's on my. That's how playlist. I like to, like to listen to Godzilla. <laughs> just on loop. Constantly. <laughs> That's fun. Well, so. Talking about DC shows, then, and we're only what are what are we watching section. As of last week, the three of you had only seen Stargirl to episode three, right? Did y'all watch episode four? We yet? did. Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay, because I have thoughts on this. Okay, thoughts. Tell us your thoughts. All right, so, I think Sorry, everybody. Yes, I, I did. Okay, I think everybody 
kind of new and expected. Eventually, we're going to try to kind of rebuild the JSA. We'll see newer versions of these characters. Right. Especially, like, really hardcore fans who are paying attention when they recognize the names of some of these people. Mm-hmm. That at one point, a character named this was this character. Mm-hmm. That, you know, whatever. You right. can connect the dots. Mm-hmm. I, I wish they hadn't done it so soon. You think it seemed like it was quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, 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 I would like to have at least a season of just Courtney and Pat. That's the charm of the show is Star and Stripe. Right before we have like, to have, and it's you know, well, it's, and that, yeah. the, it's the direction that all of these Arrowverse shows have I gone. Know, is but it bugs the we shit got out of we got to team up. We can't just do just me or just me and you. We got to have a team so that we can all fight. Well, yeah. Let's and take the to introduce all these B list, B and C list characters that nobody like. And it's and so I, funny. Because and I do have, I have an affinity for the DC Golden Age characters. And what made some of the stuff so great is Jeff Johns does too. That's you know, that that's what has driven a lot of his career in comics. But I didn't need them so soon. Like, can yeah. I just have one season mm-hmm. of Pat and Courtney? Yeah. I'm still really into the show. And I'm, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I like it. I have no problem with the episode itself. It's just like you're saying, either. they, they kind of, it feels like they kind of jumped the gun on that and maybe they'll slow down as far as introducing additional ones. But I mean, just for that they're, episode, they're they not, totally, totally. side. they're not. Okay. Well, they totally sidelined Stripe. Yeah. For, episode for five this. actually introduces two more spoiler alert. Okay. So, no, they're actually ramping it up. Um, you know, and, and hopefully we will be pleasantly surprised with where they go with that. But I would have been completely content to have seen Star Just Girl. Courtney and Pat. Yeah, for, for a full season. Me Show's too. That was, that's what they should have done. Mm-hmm. Show's called Star Girl, not JSA. And I agree. Yeah. And you make a great point of like all the CW shows now, like they move towards that. But that's the beauty of it. It's like, it took Arrow, it took seven seasons of Arrow before the Justice League was created, you know? The best season of Arrow is still the first one when they didn't shove in all these other characters. Amen. And so, like, yeah, you know, I, I, I see exactly what you're saying. Like, now, every time you start a new show, you got to have all the side characters because you got to fit in as many different characters as you can and see who shows you can spin off from who and how much more money you can make with the merchandise. And it's like, and and it does kind of get in the way of just making a good show. It's fun and surprising when you don't realize that that's coming. And and premiere of season two, all of a sudden Wildcat shows up. You're like, Mm -hmm. holy crap, it's Wildcat. Like that would be awesome. But instead they're all just right there, you know? Yeah. yeah, you didn't have to work for well, it. Well, it, it seems like it's a constant race to see how many characters they can put on screen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a formula that... And, uh, some of these characters I'm excited about, though. I just I didn't need them so soon. Yeah. Like, I am so ready. If we're going to... Whenever she picked... In, at the end of episode three, when she picked up that pen, I turned to Michelle as excited as I could be. I said, we're going to get a Thunderbolt! We're going to get a Thunderbolt! But then, the next episode, she decides it's a useless pink pen and throws it in her pen cup. So I don't know how long it'll take us to get Thunderbolt, but that's going to be cool as shit when we get that one. Yeah, I don't but think I that's going to go well. We, did, we didn't need to do it. Mm-hmm. So, so for people who don't know, Thunderbolt's actually a genie. Oh, like, 
Aladdin and the genie. Okay. Straight freaking genie. That's perfect. Uh, the genie of the pen? Yeah. Uh, okay. It, it's going to be fun whenever we actually get it. Yeah. But, I, again, I, I just... Well, give me one season of Star and Stripe. Yeah. You know, like... I don't know. I hope after they introduce, introduce all the characters and, you know, get established, they can slow it down and give us plenty of episodes just about Stargirl and Stripe. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's the direction they're going. And, and I mean, I, I have faith in the show to not completely screw it up, you know. Why? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I was so excited about all of my DC shows, and I've been disappointed. So now I'm jaded. Yeah, you've been hurt too anymore. many times. I've been hurt too many times. <laughs> I've been hurt so that's many times. That's how show. you create supervillains, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Tony Stark keeps hurting people and making uh-huh. villains for Spider-Man to fight. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what happens with you. But yeah, like, I feel the same way. But the thing about CW shows is, overall, they're, they're pretty good. I'm pretty happy with all of it. They're, I mean, they're mostly fun to watch. I the, the problem is, is you know, Arrow and Flash. Arrow, there was too much circular storytelling. When we were talking about the Star Trek shows and the Star Trek episodes, one of the points I kept making was how Star Trek did an amazing job of starting a storyline in one episode and finishing it in one episode. Yeah. While Arrow and The Flash and all these other CW shows are the kind of shows that would take two seasons to tell a storyline that right. Star Trek could tell in one. Right. Like they, they would, it, you're right, circular storytelling. And there was a lot of like characters acting out of character just to stretch out the storyline mm-hmm. and people not talking to each other. CW shows are super hit and miss. Arrow mm-hmm. is some of the best TV I've ever seen. And it, it also has some of the worst TV I've ever seen. And the, I mean, the thing is, and the, the rush to bring in characters, and sometimes they rush to bring in a character and then completely waste them. Or then, yeah. like, and then the, the actor would leave and they were like, oh, shit. Well, now well I mean, we that doing? was the other thing where you bring in a character you in, and you didn't sign the actor to in any sort of uh-huh. contract that's going to keep them around. Right. So you bring in Arsenal. Right. And then he decides he's going to be a big movie star and he leaves. Right. And yeah, so they write him, one season. And so they write him out of the show and then is and then he's making suddenly he's making commercials for some like crappy mobile game <laughs> because he's not getting real acting gigs. It's like Yeah. And then, so then three seasons later while. he shows up yeah. fatter <laughs> and it's like, Hey, it's me, I'm Arsenal, I'm back, and they're trying so hard. And no no need I'm not trying to fat shame. I'm just saying it's funny to me that in season like in season three, Arsenal was the most ripped dude I've ever seen. And then he comes back in season like season six and they're trying. He's wearing like oversized hoodies just to hide. How. Yeah, he'd been hanging out eating lots of Crystal Burgers or <laughs> right, something. Right, right, right. And it's because he's coming back and then, and then it just kind of feels forced in. And, yeah. And you do, but you're right. That's with every character. I mean, every show Thea, has that. Like they never could decide what they wanted to do with Thea. Thea is one of the most wasted characters, and it makes me so sad because I love Thea so much. But she kept, like, leaving the show, then coming back, then I'm going to be a superhero, then I'm not. It's all over the place. And that's how all the characters well, that, that's I have daddy issues, Thea and I have and more daddy issues, and then I have mommy issues. And Thea is daddy issues, the character. But that's kind of been the running theme for Flash and Arrow, is I'm not going to be a hero anymore. Right. 
Yeah, circular story time. They yeah. keep telling the same story. And then they, feel, but they take turns. Like every which season character? they retire. Yeah. Every season they're like, all right, I can retire. I'm going to hang up oh, the hood. Oh, no. This time a villain's come back and he's even stronger than the one before. Right. <laughs> My problem with The Flash, and here's why I can't watch The Flash, and here's why I don't read Flash comic books. And I hate – I love The Flash, but I can't watch it because every single – Every single problem the Flash faces is solved by, and this time, Barry has to run faster than he's ever <laughs> ran before. That's, that's, that really is a problem with that show, but not so much the comic books. But the, yeah, the show, yeah, that it's is always definitely the case with the show. At the end of every com- at the end of every episode, it's like, what am I gonna do? You got to run faster, Barry. I don't know if I can do it. You can do it, Barry, because that's what heroes do. Uh. <laughs> like the scene from Ragnarok. Yeah. That's yeah. what heroes do. And I like Barry. I like Grant Gustin as Barry Allen. I, yeah. I do. And I like I like a lot of the CW shows, but it's all hit and miss, and I can't watch it consistently. Yeah. I don't watch CW shows as they come out. Uh, every single season of Arrow, I watched it after it aired. And let it finish and let mm-hmm. my friends tell me if it was worth watching. Because you never know. Yeah. And I hope Star Girl doesn't hit that same yes. that same problem. I really don't. I, I re- uh, the uh, so far I'm I'm still very, very much into this show. So but um we we had a it was E three this week. E three was supposed to be this week. Of course cancelled because of social distancing. But we still got a lot of video game trailers and, and uh, news this week, though. Mm-hmm. And our resident gamers on the panel here, Andrew and David, are going to know more about this stuff than me. What what excited y'all? What did we get this week that we all ought to be excited about? Um, well, I mean, we got all the stuff from E3, and then today was actually EA Play. So we got a bunch of other stuff today. You know, the biggest thing I'm excited about... Xbox is holding on to all of their exclusives until July to do their own big blowout announcement for the new Xbox. So a lot of the stuff I was mostly excited about, like Halo, we didn't get. that. That's still coming. But the Star Wars Squadrons game just looks absolutely incredible. Yeah. Well, here, here's, here's my issue with this. We say it looks incredible. The trailer I saw, there wasn't actually any gameplay footage. The gameplay footage came out today at 6. I didn't see it. There's a five-minute okay. gameplay trailer, okay. and it looks amazing. It, it looks, looks completely Im- it. it looks completely immersive. Uh, it is fully... You can play the entire game in VR if you want to. That's what I was hoping. That, 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 that's what I'm, I don't have a VR headset. But this is the no, kind but of a lot of people are fixing to buy them because it, 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 it's perfect. I am excited for it because and Andrew remembers this. When we were growing up, we would we'd go to your dad's house and spend hours playing X Wing versus Tie Fighter together. Yeah. Like that was our thing, and I loved that game. So I am really excited to get back into a Starfighter. This is the closest thing that we have had since. To, yeah. Do that absolutely. Like, um, I, was it X Wing Alliance? Was that the last big one in that series, the X Wing series? Yeah. And I do have that one, and that is the last one I played. Yeah. So um, I'm very excited about that. I think the big news out right now for a lot of people, a lot of people are really, really bent out of shape about new Dragon Age announcements 
and mm-hmm. no no announcement for Mass Effect, which they had, everybody yes. was waiting on a remastered version of of Mass Effect, and then that apparently has not been announced today as expected. I'm a, I'm a huge Mass Effect Dragon Age fan. Uh, Bioware is my favorite game company. They've had their ups and downs, for the most part. Some of the most incredible games ever made are made by Bioware, so I love them. And and I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Andrew. I was excited. I was I, I don't know what I didn't know what to expect from Mass Effect, but for years, the writers and developers at Bioware have been talking about a new Dragon Age game. They've they set it up. It's coming. They keep talking about it. Um, it's not an Xbox exclusive. But Bioware traditionally does have a pretty good relationship with Microsoft relative. Like, I think like Dragon Age Inquisition was a big deal on the Xbox One right right around the time Xbox One came out. So I'm hoping that maybe closer to the Xbox announcements, we'll get at least a Dragon Age, just a new Dragon Age game. I'd love a remastered Mass Effect. I would I would spend all the money in the world for a remastered Mass Effect. I still play those Mass Effect games. Those are games that I don't uninstall for my Xbox. Um, so I would love that. That'd be the coolest thing. Mass Effect 2 maybe is the one that uh, okay. they were teasing a remaster for. I, I'm not that really sure. That would be dope. It'd be kind of weird to start it like that, but I would love I mean, Mass Effect 2 is the most popular one. That, that's, that's my favorite game. That's my favorite game of all time. Um I played it countless times. I mean, it's a it's an interesting game. I mean, the the Mass Effect franchise is just it was literally born out of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The first Mass Effect game was supposed to be Knights of the Old Republic three, and they're in the process of developing. and And Lucas Lucas Arts just pulled the plug and left uh, left them standing there going, "Well, what do we do with this game?" <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they basically changed out the kind of mystical elements with the force and all that stuff with science and just totally revamped the game and that was mass effect mm-hmm. and it, it and ballooned into its own really really great franchise yeah and i've talked about it before how to me mass effect and it, it's not one of the pillars of sci-fi but to me personally speaking it is yeah. I'm so, well, it's, it's, I see the look you're giving me, Dad. I know it's not. I'm saying to me personally, as yeah. somebody who hasn't watched Metrop- Metropolis from nineteen from the eight, from the 1400s, I, uh, Mass <laughs> Effect is is one of the pillars of sci-fi to me. Okay. Okay. Um, no, like, oh, but the now, thing is, now, I'm only. I, mean I love. I like Mass Effect. I do. It's very replayable. It was a very innovative game. It's it's fun. It it's is. It's, it's very great. It's not but a pillar. Everything it's not else, effect. everything else inspired Mass Effect. Mass Effect didn't inspire. That's what it I'm saying. What people. I'm saying is, I feel truly. This is what I think. Like in twenty to thir- in twenty to thirty years, there are going to be more sci-fi video games that you're going to play. Are going to be this is a ripoff of Mass Effect. It really is one of those games, though. You could play. Yeah, I don't know how many times you can play that game and never actually play the same game twice it yeah. is fantastic but i'm also the kind of guy who like plays knights of the old republic and doesn't get a single point in dark side so i'm the kind of guy who plays mass effect well, i will play i will play knights of the old republic and go straight dark side sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fun that's a perfect see you're the guy who's fine with batman shooting people and i'm the guy who hates it so oh my god <laughs> i always bring it yeah. back to that but yeah mass effect i, I would love a remaster of that 
The other big gaming news. He carried uh, a gun in his second appearance, like ever. Huh? Anyway, go ahead. Finish. Finish. Yeah, finish I know. Um, the other big gaming news is uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PS5. Awesome. And Andrew, I don't know about you. I know that we're both big Xbox players. Mm-hmm. Xbox played. better come out heavy swinging in July because the PS5, it's really, it, it has a pull on me right now, man. Y'all come to my house and play Spider-Man since y'all aren't going to get it. You know, I mean, Xbox has never failed to come out swinging on a lot with the, you know, they're they're gearing up. They're waiting till July for a reason. They're gearing up for, for, for a really big announcement. They're teasing like 10 exclusive games from internal developers mm-hmm. at, at Microsoft with Halo's going to, of course, be the flagship. They've never launched an Xbox without Halo. I don't know if you realize that. that Halo has be. been the launch game for every Xbox. Yeah, Xbox is... um. It doesn't. Xbox doesn't get enough credit for their exclusives because, of course, Sony, Sony's known for it with uh, what Uncharted and Last of Us. But obviously, there's all that controversy around the Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. so that's kind of put in a big. I mean, I know that I was going to buy the Last of Us Two on day one, without a doubt. But with all the controversy around the leaks and everything, I don't know how much you know about, about that. Yeah, I've seen that's kind of coded for Sony, and 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 Xbox does not get enough credit for their exclusives. Uh, you're right, Halo. I love Gears of War. Um, I'd love another Gears of War game. For the Xbox One, you had, uh, like, day one, you had Assassin's Creed Unity, which wasn't an exclusive, but I think it launched early on the Xbox One. I know my Xbox One came with it. You had Sea of Thieves, which, you know, had some controversies, but Sea of Thieves is still played today. We talked about it last night. Uh, So Sea of Thieves is still being played today. Robbie loves um, him from Sea of Thieves. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a great it's it's a pretty great game. I'm terrible. Uh, you at have it, things like Far Cry that always launch exclusive. Microsoft has a great relationship with with companies. They don't always get the best exclusives, but their day long their day one launchers are great. So I hope they come out swinging. But gosh, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to not buy a PS5. <laughs> With Spider-Man Miles Morales coming out. I know how we're not going to be able to buy one because I've seen our bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me too. You know what? I'd have to have quite a few paychecks. Well, the, but you the, know what the, I mean. The PS4 Spider-Man game is just fantastic. I've played so it. If they, if they improve on that in any way, I mean. I've 100%ed you know. Spider-Man PS4. And all the DLCs four times, one hundred percented. Yeah, so we're, it we're is excellent. We're starting to get a lot of announcements though, but I Xbox is gearing up for something big. And just uh, as far as the hardware for the Xbox, I mean, both systems look amazing. So I mean, yeah. they're definitely both an evolutionary jump in gaming consoles. Yeah, and I, I can't. I'm beyond excited for. Uh, the new gaming it's kind of funny because um just they're just looking for new ways to take our money they can have it mm-hmm. if they if they make if they keep making games that look that good they can have it spider-man miles morales it looks great not a stand it's not a um an expansion it's a standalone game it's not a full-on sequel but it, it, i think it looks awesome i think miles morales i know i know we've all seen into the spider-verse right yeah numerous yeah. numerous I think, times Miles Morales has all the all the potential in the world 
to truly one day be known as the Spider-Man. Sort of in the same vein as to a lot of people, Wally West is the Flash. Peter Parker is the most iconic character of all time to me. Like, he's my favorite character ever in anything. But And, and I'll never forget about Peter. But, but Miles is a great character. Mm-hmm. And he, he's one of the very few examples of comic books making legacy characters and, and them being really successful and them being able to yeah. stand on their own. There's and not I think a lot it's a, of examples of that either. There's not. There's there's Wally West and Miles Morales. And that's kind of it. I can't think of much else to fit that. Definitely the first two. Those are the only successful ones. Those are the only ones that are like, that you could make a, a, a titled book called Spider-Man. And it star right. Miles Morales and it would be successful. And right. um, this game looks great. It just, it just looks like it's improving on what was there. And it's not a full sequel to Spider-Man PS4 which is one of the best Spider-Man stories in the last 10 years. That's saying something. It is saying, you're right, because Spider-Man's had a great, had a great decade. Lots of great Spider-Man stories. I mean, Spider-Man's had a great couple of decades. Let's not, let's not, well, I mean, Spider-Man for a while, I assume that it still is the most valuable single superhero franchise, correct? It's gotta be. Probably. Well, Batman... Batman, nothing outsells Batman each month. Well, but, yeah, but not in just comics. With everything else, at, at one point, about all of we're talking about merchandise. At one point in time, Spider-Man was like television. far and away. Yeah, yeah there was, was I think I think when Spider-Man three came out, at the time it was it had the highest grossing opening weekend of all time. Mm-hmm. You also at the time. You you also have this problem where nobody knows what to do with Superman anymore. Like, did you see Warner came out with this deal where they they said they're just not sure that how did they put it? They're they just not with, sure that, about that they weren't going to make another Man of Steel because they weren't sure that in, in, in these times that Superman was relatable, relevant, relevant, relatable. Come on now, I think it's Superman relevant. is always relevant. Yes. Well, there was a great quote from Neil Gaiman. I know, because Warner Brothers said that. They've been saying it a couple times that Superman is not relevant. And Neil Gaiman, who is obviously an excellent writer, had a great quote in response to that. He said, you don't have to make Superman relevant. You just have to make him inspiring. That's why And and then he'll be relevant. And Mm -hmm. you're right. Superman, there's there's no better time for a relevant Superman. No. With all the hardships that we face, Superman's the perfect character to to take the spotlight again. Mm-hmm. Feel that but way. anyway. Yeah, I also think I saw that they're going to, um, I think I might 100% be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read that PS5, there's going to be no backwards compatibility for PS3 games. Correct. Ooh, but wow. Xbox, but the new Xbox, whatever the Xbox is going to be called, the Xbox is going to have backwards compatibility capabilities for Xbox 360 games. Like, it'll be able to go that far back. Right. That's great. And Xbox, as a couple of Xbox fanboys, I know I was just saying some things about PlayStation, but I we got to support Xbox. Xbox does a great job um, providing valuable content for its fans. It really does. Yeah, they did. The Xbox Game Pass is a steal. <clears throat> Hundreds of games for 15 bucks, like, and great, high-quality AAA games that are, like, new and amazing and and 
they want to allow you to be able to play these old 360 games and and make them new and, and that that's that's awesome I, I love xbox uh for that all right daniel what you got next oh he's, he's drawing He's turning into Dave Filoni. He's sketching while we while we podcast. <laughs> no, I was, I was making more notes. Thank you very much. Look, we talked about E3 being canceled. So, of course, you know, we're canceling some comic conventions, things like that. And DC came up with something pretty cool. All right, they're what's gonna that? Do, they're going to do an, uh, their convention online. Just like we were just talking about E3 got canceled. Mm-hmm. So... DC is going to do their convention online where you can log into the website for, uh, I think two or three days, it'll be available and they'll have trailers for the suicide squad, doom patrol, Wonder woman, 1984, everything they would have dropped at a convention. They're going to drop online DC fandom. Awesome. And I say fandom because that's the way they spelled it. It's fandom with an E like fandom. Okay. <laughs> so, which is kind of a weird name to try to, you know. I but guess, like, if you were doing it in the Superdome, like a big that, convention, that'd be I a pretty it. cool I, name. But I, I do just kind of wonder, like, I think it's a cool idea, especially now. Because just like, you know, all the video game manufacturers couldn't drop their trailers and new technology and stuff at E3, they just kind of just sort of released it. Well, DC's actually... Having mm-hmm. one place, you can go and get all of it, just like you were at a convention, right? So I actually think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. It is, and it'll work for funny. some cons. Uh, it's smaller contained cons, that that's going to work great. Uh, E3 probably should have moved forward with something similar. Yeah. Now, your big con, San Diego Comic-Con, it's just, I mean, you could do some things, but you're not going to be able to recreate the full experience. Dragon Con, I don't even think it would work. But, I mean, literally, I think Dragon Con is about the only con that hasn't pulled the plug yet. And we're really, I guess, expecting that any day Yeah, Star Wars Celebration pulled the plug last week, so I think the clock is ticking. What DC's doing actually wasn't just to replace one convention. I mean, it's literally like, this is stuff that would have the conventions that we're not getting, you know. Okay. So is this the, would have been like San Diego. Is this the thing so, that I saw where Zach Levi is doing? They're doing a, a Shazam panel. I didn't see that, but probably so. That okay. would make sense. And, and honestly, like, I, I, I bet, and I've said this before about everything that's going on now. This is something that was probably going to come eventually. Like eventually, it was going to be like this: more and more things moving online, mm-hmm. less panels, and just more stuff dropping online and stuff like that. And for years, we've been seeing companies move towards their own thing. Like Marvel doesn't do anything at San Diego anymore, really. They do it at D twenty three. So well, they usually will do one big Hall H announcement at San Diego, one, but they're not like. Disney's got too much of their own stuff they're trying to float and right and so they've and they've all kind of it's all been kind of moving away from the traditional way that they've been doing things mm-hmm. and so I think this just sort of pushed it towards what was probably going to come eventually which was just one big online drop it all no fuss no mess no having to go set up Hall H panels you know just mm-hmm. putting all the stuff there in one place and. It's just now coming sooner, and I think it's a great idea. I think it's I'm. It actually has me excited, and it gets me thinking about all the different things that are coming from DC. Because you know that I love the crap on Zack Snyder's DC stuff, but DC's been doing some really incredible stuff. Yeah, um, they really have. And and for 
I, I hate you, by the way. You were picking on me about I was getting <laughs> <laughs> a Dave Filoni. I'm sitting here drawing one of Dave Filoni's freaking characters without thinking about it. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot that until you just mentioned that. That's right. Dave Filoni worked on The Last Airbender. Yeah, the kids, yeah. when we watched the first episode and it got to, you know, directed by Dave Filoni, they were like, Dave Filoni directed this. And I was like, you guys are such nerds. <laughs> <laughs> My children are the ones who recognize the behind-the-scenes people at Star Wars. That would be my children. Yeah, that's awesome. You're tr- yeah, they're the ones who like you go to a convention and Dave Filoni walks by and it's like, <gasps> yeah, they have pictures with Henry Gilroy, who was one of the writers um, on a couple of different Star Wars shows. Like he's you never that's seen awesome. his face anywhere except for you know at conventions. But my kids have pictures with them because we're nerdy like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Dad's the guy who saw Chris Claremont at the first Comic-Con. Well, I, completely, I completely fangirled out on Chris Claremont. Gas. <clears throat> he also saw, yeah. about 1998, 1999, he saw Meatloaf at a gas station Meatloaf. in Natchez. <laughs> God. I swear to God. I'm still, Andrew was with me, and I'm still not sure he believes that was Meatloaf, but I'm telling you that was Meatloaf. <laughs> I remember going on the, go, the when we all three went fishing, and <laughs> you telling that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hanging up the side of the truck, Mr. Loaf, Mr. Loaf. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, <laughs> while we're still in the world of comics, did y'all see Robert Kirkman and? Charlie Adlett are doing a Negan Lives comic book. Yes. Well, wait a minute, because this is... So, Walking Dead ended with number 174, right? This book is going to pick up right after that, what happens to Negan after Walking Dead ends. The interesting thing about this book is, though, it's going to be shipped and distributed to comic stores for free, and the comic stores will keep 100%. Of the profits. Wow, that's amazing. That's on comic stores. Really nice. Yeah, it it is very cool. We all know comic stores are like every other local business because they all are local business. That's where the right. term local comic shop comes from, right? Yeah. Uh, they have just been devastated by this thing. Their doors have been shut now for months. Um, a lot of them really are wondering if they'll be able to open in July. But for those who can. And we do have some comic stores who are trying to do some online sales and curbside pickup and stuff like that. It'll be available to them. And uh, I'm going to get a copy. If they have one left, I'm I'm buying it. Yeah, that's one I think everybody should should buy a copy, even if comics aren't their thing. Just because because we don't want to see it. That's the coolest thing. That's the first comic in history the store gets to keep all of it. It would be nice to see. And, I mean, of course, you know, you're asking big companies to put stuff out there and not make any money on it. But, you know, if you lose your place of selling these things, then your own business becomes a lot less valuable. Um, It would be nice to see some of the, the big players in this game. Do some Maybe books. See Marvel and DC do something, right? Just, yeah. Do you don't have to. Let, you don't even have to give them like let them keep a hundred percent, but just do some things to really but, help. Like, I mean, even if 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 Marvel wants to go hire somebody to do a Captain America book, you know, just an ex- 
exclusive book and do the exact same thing with it. It is not gonna. It's not gonna hurt Marvel to let no. the comic book stores take no. a, a hundred yeah. percent share on that book. Mm-mm. And you know, even something as simple as because I didn't, I didn't realize that you just said it that comic stores were getting to keep a hundred percent of the uh, uh, of the profits. All I saw was that it was going to be only available in comic shops, which hmm. just that alone was yeah. a big deal. Right. Yeah. Um, just having a book that's exclusive to comic book shops. If they did that with a couple of books, maybe, you know, maybe a thing where for the first month, some of the books are only available in comic book shops. Mm-hmm. That would help because, and you're right, that's a great point that this is where they sell their books. This is where you generate new fans. It doesn't always work as amazing as it used to, but I've said it before. I personally know dozens of people who saw a Captain America movie and came to me and said, David, where do you buy comic books? I Mm want to go buy some comic books. And I showed them, go to this local comic book store here on Sherwood Mm -hmm. and here are the books you need to get. And they went and I drove some of them to the store to get the books. And and now there's lifelong fans who are still buying comic books, who still go to the store with me and are buying these Marvel and DC comic books. And when it comes to such a little, you know, Marvel, you're right, Marvel's going to be fine. Yeah. But the comic book industry in general is not that huge. Right. Um, so every every person you got buying a book is going to account for something. And you create lifelong fans. And yep. they're getting more excited to go see the movies. And they might be going to see something like, um, like Suicide Squad or Joker. When, and they never would see that before because Superman or Batman wasn't in it. Right. And, yeah. and and the comic book shop is a big part of that. And you're right. Companies don't realize that enough. And, and I wish they did. So that's really awesome. Also, what? I'm a huge Walking Dead fan mm-hmm. and a huge Negan fan. So I was going to buy this book anyway. I haven't read all the Walking Dead comic books. I just read the last volume because I wanted to see how it ended. And I've read the first volume. I got it for free once at a comic con yeah. and I want to read more, but it costs money. Uh, and you got to really spend did. all your money on that PlayStation in addition to the new Xbox you're getting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I got to get the Xbox. I got to get the new Xbox and the new PlayStation. Right. Priorities. Who, Priorities. Who do I look like to you? <laughs> yeah. You can't you think well, I'd just not have that. I'd get, I'd get made fun of on the streets if I didn't have both. <laughs> Uh, I thought Alas. it was something pretty cool they were doing. Uh, it's neat to see somebody mm-hmm. actually, you know. But, you know, please, when these stores reopen, go support your local comic shop. That's that's the best way if you don't want to see the comic industry suffer at all. That's those bomb and pop shops are what, are what keeps it afloat. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. All right, well, that is going to be all the time we have for this episode. Um, if you want to hear our Pillars of Sci-Fi series for television. Check that out on Thursday's episode along with our Star Trek Insurrection review. And until next time, Marisha, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at princessesandpadawans.com. I am princesses underscore and underscore padawans on Instagram in theory. And I'm occasionally ppadawans on Twitter. All right. And Andrew? All right, so I keep swearing I'm going to write all this down so I can actually get through it all, but you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. That's S-E-I underscore Fictionary. You can drop us a line at thesciencefictionary at gmail.com. You can find us at thesciencefictionary.com. 
Um, you can also check me out on my Twitch channel at Darklighter580. And of course, check out all of our podcast family at red5network.com. And David? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at stay underscore creative DD and on my YouTube channel at creative DD. And I am Dan C. Peeps on Twitter. And we'll see you next time.